Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh Houts. Moving on, Merrick, from the Chiefs, there are some Dolphins are working out some wide receivers, and I know that shocks you, right? I mean, the Dolphins seem to, uh, whether it's a cornerback or wide receiver, they're always working these guys out and interchanging them. Jake wrote an article for the Finsider that the Dolphins were working out. Jacob Copeland, Racy McMath, and Anthony Schwartz. Schwartz was the name that really stuck out to a lot of people. I looked it up, ran a 4.27 40 time. You know, you hear that and immediately think, oh, God, adding him to a Devon Achan when he comes back. You know, uh, Raheem Mostert, Jalen Waddle, Tyree Kill. You name it. You know You know how much Mike McDaniel loves his speed. So that was the one name that really stuck out to me. But what do you think it means that the Dolphins are looking at these wide receivers? And the biggest thing out of all this is Jalen Waddle does seem to be a bit banged up. Mike McDaniel talked about using this bye week to get everybody healthy. Really mentioned his name and trying to get him right heading into that um, matchup with the Raiders. We saw him against the Chiefs. He was trying to go, trying to gut it out for his uh, teammates, but he just could not go. So give me your thoughts on some of these guys that they're bringing in. Give me your thoughts on the Jalen Waddle injury and then maybe some positions we should be looking at as this bye week comes around. Because let's be honest, man, this is the time where teams might bring in some veteran offensive line depth. I think we saw Jason Pierre-Paul say he'd sign with a team's practice squad. And, um, you know, the Dolphins could use some defensive line depth. I think he's more of a edge rusher, and I'm not quite sure we need that. But give me your thoughts on the entire wide receiver unit as a whole and then maybe who we might bring in as this bye week progresses to push us towards that playoff push towards the end of the year. Yeah, I'm going to be completely honest. Of those three wide receivers, I have only heard of Anthony Schwartz. <laughs> I I don't know who the other two guys are. Uh, Racy McMath. I thought that was the name of the the high school teacher who got fired for starting an OnlyFans here in Missouri. I saw that story on Twitter a couple of days ago. Uh, I did my research on that one uh, long and hard, actually. But uh, yeah, Racy McMath there. Didn't know that was a real human being. So <laughs> don't really have much to say about that. As far as the the wide receiver room goes, I feel like they they got a good group, you know what I mean? A little bit of a banged up group. Uh, I I feel like Jalen Waddle's going to be all right uh, until his next injury. He's been battling injuries all season long, so hopefully he can get over those and and get close to 100% as we near playoff time here. Uh, River Craycraft, I believe they said, uh, you know, they're going to open his window if they didn't already open his window. I'm trying to remember exactly how that went. Um you're running out of IR spots where you can just bring these guys back. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you don't have too many more left. You're going to get a Chan back next week, you know, for that Raiders game, which is exciting for this offense. I think it'll, it'll actually help this offense out quite a bit. You know, anytime you can add a player to your team, who's averaging nearly 13 yards per carry, that's a good, that's a good thing there. But you also mentioned players that the dolphins could, could bring in outside of that wide receiver room. And I really liked your mention of uh, Jason Pierre-Paul. He's a veteran in this league. You know, he's been around quite a long time. He can he can add uh, another pass rusher to this team. And I'm on record saying it multiple times over that pass rusher, it's one of those positions that you can never have too many of them. So right now the Dolphins have a, a good duo in Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb. You can, you can make it a trio when you include Andrew Van Ginkle in that group. But, you know, why Why don't we make this a foursome? The more the merrier, right? Let's get Jason Pierre-Paul in here. Uh, maybe even a defensive tackle. And he can actually play a little defensive tackle. He can bump in on the inside on those uh, third and longs and create even more havoc for opposing quarterbacks um, and, and step into a, a, a system where 
or a defense that, that, like I said earlier, it seems like it's rounding into form. And, and this is the defense we thought we were getting at the beginning of the year before that Jalen Ramsey injury. He's been phenomenal over these last couple games. I believe I, I heard it somewhere that, you know, the Ramsey and Howard only gave up 21 yards combined against the Kansas city chiefs uh, when they were in coverage. That's great. And against an offense like that, like that's just, if we can continue to do things like that on defense and this offense can get back to even half of what they were doing the first few games of the season, like then, yeah, my confidence will go back up that this is a Super Bowl quality team. Um, you hate to make definitive statements after one loss like that to the Chiefs, but uh, but that defense could really be the thing that turns things around. So we'll have to see how it goes with all of that. Um, but yeah, Racy McMath, $10 a month, I think. I I don't even I don't even know what to say to that. Um, I I got to mention Brandon Peely. The Dolphins re-signed him back to the practice squad. I know Jake was pretty high on him throughout the um you know talking about acorns we did in the summertime. So um that's more defensive line depth. But um I, I think I like the receivers. I think Chase Claypool. I believe yesterday um Mike McDaniel said he's. 100% bought in and is going to get more of the playbook down. We see him out there, you know, making blocks, looking like he wants to be out there playing football again. So that's awesome to see. And uh, again, I, I love the way this defense is coming together. You talked about Jalen Ramsey and X being such a factor. I mean, let's be honest, that's why that defensive line's getting all that pressure up front. I mean, a couple of those Bradley Chubb pre uh, sacks I posted today, those wouldn't have happened if the secondary wasn't clamping down, you know, locking up their guys. And um, that's all we saw. I mean, even Travis Kelsey, the way they game planned for him was phenomenal. So the defense is coming together I just hope that we see more of that Miami Dolphins offense that we saw put up 70 points earlier in the year and speaking of that Merrick the last thing I really wanted to talk about was I wanted to get your opinion on what maybe was the biggest moment or you know the biggest surprise you know which player stood out most whatever you want to do however you want to attack this of the first half of the season I mean that 70 points I had that written down because let's be honest I don't know about you man but I don't know that I've ever um Thought I'd, I mean, I don't want to say I never thought the Dolphins were going to score 70 points in a game in my lifetime, but it's not really anything you really thought about. So to see them drop 70 on the, the Broncos, who then, you know, what, two weeks ago beat the Chiefs, I mean, that was pretty awesome to see at, in the first half of the season. I'll probably throw another one out there at the end of this, but give me your thoughts, man. What really stood out to you in that first half of the season that really had you, um, you know, stoked for what we saw? I think uh, I think where where I go is the impact that the newcomers uh have made on the season so far you know as dolphins fans we're so used to the dolphins signing people in free agency sometimes making these these big trades these splashy trades and then them blowing up in our faces you know what i mean like Danelle ellerby philip wheeler things like that even brandon marshall to an extent uh, who's going through? Don't don't you, know, you say Mike Wallace right now. Don't you say Mike Wallace? Yeah, I don't oh, know. Oh yeah, going yeah, yeah. That, I mean, we could literally play this game for the next forty-five minutes. I imagine Dion Jordan was a trade that we trade up in the draft <laughs> let's, to let's not to take it. him. Let's but uh, you know, we're so used to these moves blowing up in our faces that when you see a guy like David Long come in, and you know, he struggled there for a couple weeks at the beginning of the year, learning the Vic Fangio system. But he's really turned it on as of late. He's looked really good. Uh, Braxton Berrios uh, as a as a punt returner and and kind of uh, you know at times used as a receiver. He's made some big catches for the Dolphins this year. Moved the change a little bit. I've been uh, you know happy with with 
with his stuff there. Uh, and then you, you look at somebody like uh, HN, you know, being drafted and only playing a, a couple games. I still think he's in the top 10 of rushing yards for running backs this year. He's literally played like two and a half games. That's it. Like that's, that's all he's done. And he's still in the top 10 for rushing yards of any player this year. And we get him back after the bye week So excited for him. And then obviously Jalen Ramsey, only two games in a Dolphins uniform so far, but that is already looking like a steal. Like clearly, I think we thought it was a steal when the when the trade was made, but even more so now that we've watched him play a couple games and looked, uh, he's looked phenomenal against the New England Patriots. Zero yards allowed with an interception, and then to to play against an offense the caliber of the Kansas City Chiefs and, and really lock things down in the secondary as well. I think. I just I look at the the newcomers and then Vic Fangio, a newcomer uh, as the defensive coordinator. I think he's been good for this team. We've questioned some de- decisions he he's made at times when the defense wasn't as healthy, but that's just him trying to piece things together and do the best he can. And 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 overall, I would say he's been a a, a very high quality addition to this Miami Dolphins football team. So excited for the second half of this season, you know again expectations may have been lowered a little bit but i'm a diehard dolphins fan it's not going to take a lot for me to shoot those expectations back up again but i think that's my major my major storyline is is how finally dolphins additions haven't been disappointing and we got a good group of guys this year yeah and that's a wonderful wonderful thing for you to say i I don't did you mention deshaun elliott too i mean he's been playing yeah yeah, uh, spectacular so i mean um yeah it is just a completely different than what we've become accustomed to because so many times we'd sign these guys who won't do much or just became a fizzle out i mean we come on here all the time and do these podcasts so you know maybe we were down on david long after one week you know he didn't go out there and maybe missed missed a tackle or this and that you know vic fangio's defense wasn't quite what we thought it was right out the gate but right now i think everything's coming together and you see how dynamic david long is a linebacker I mean he's playing like one of the best linebackers in all of football for being honest Vic Fangio is finally getting that defense together so um I, I love that you brought that up the thing for me and I guess I'm gonna go with biggest surprise or you know what really stood out was the way that offensive line is played despite all the injuries right I mean I mm-hmm. can't remember the number of guys that have started on the offensive line maybe it was 10 I, I don't remember where I read that but you know what I mean man Every week, it seems like there's a new guy out there, and you know, for the most part, they're holding their own. Yes, Tua Tungvalu is getting that ball out pretty fast. You know, uh, yes, you know they're they're scheming things so that he can pull the trigger. But the way Kendall Lamb played when Teron Armstead was out, you know, the way Robert Hunt looked before he went down. I mean, he's a guy that's just consistent. Even Liam Eikenberg looked okay at center, right, when he was thrown into the fire. So um, the way the offensive line has managed to still keep that same steady level of play despite the interchangeable pieces it was definitely one of those surprises that have really stuck out for me and um again you got to give butch berry credit you got to give um mike mcdaniel credit right because i when Butch Berry got signed, I still remember all the Broncos beat writers kind of making jokes mm-hmm. like he was this dick and he was n- not cut out for the job, postage notes this, that. And, you know, Dolphin fans, you don't know what an offensive line coach is or what he did. You sat there and took that as gospel. Oh, man, what are the Dolphins doing? What are they doing? Well, they brought in a guy who, you know, was the yin to the yang of Mike McDaniel and got this offensive line really playing great. And shame on me, Austin Jackson, right? Austin Jackson's been playing mm-hmm. phenomenal. So, um, yeah, that offensive line to me has been a big surprise. And, um, let's be honest, has a lot to do with the Dolphins' success this season. 